Hello, and you're very welcome to another edition of The Others, the Alan Kinsella podcast, where I look at small parties, groups, and independents that have contested Irish elections over the years. This week, it's the turn of the United Citizens Party, who contested the 1930 local elections for Dunleary Borough and also in the Dunleary area for Dublin County Council. We'll also be taking a look at Cumann the Gael's reticence to stand in local elections, and indeed Fine Gael's one, um, and indeed Fine Gael's reticence to stand in some local contests over the years, and the possible impact of them. Thanks to everybody who subscribed to the podcast and especially those who subscribe to the Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash election lit. Please leave reviews and all that. Carry on. Share. Um, if you like an episode, share it with your friends or share it on social media, etc. I think I'm doing exhibitions over the next few weeks. So if I can fit you in, I'd love to start doing exhibitions again as we come out of uh, come out of this. So do get in contact. You can find me at electionlit on Twitter, Irish Political Ephemera on Facebook, irishelectionliterature.com is the website, and irishelectionliterature at gmail.com is the email. Thanks. When you're a party member, one of the great, great things to bring people together are elections. You know, obviously there's conferences, party meetings and stuff, but elections are, are, you know, you get to meet the people, you canvass, you put up posters, uh, you go to the counts and so on. And they're really important, uh, an important part of a party. And indeed, there are, you know, very often there's people who, you know, mightn't go, wouldn't go to the meeting, wouldn't go to the meetings, or, you know, might go to one or two might go to, um, you know, wouldn't be going to an Ordesh or anything like that, or an annual conference. But what they would do is, you know, they turn up at election time and, you know, they the, the just canvas and enjoy, enjoy the election. Elections really are the point of politics and part of the joy of politics following elections, uh, taking part in elections, actually voting yourself and persuading people and persuading people to actually vote for your party um, to or your candidate. And elections themselves and contesting elections helps the grassroots, helps build the party at a local level, brings people together, but it certainly helps build a party at a local level helps you get the branches, get the branch structure together. And, you know, canvassing and everything can be very social and putting up posters, etc., can be very social. And, you know, being part of a political party is a social, a social thing too. So to not canvass in elections or indeed not contest elections, despite being a political party, is a kind of a strange situation. But that was the situation Cumann the Gael took. In that Cumann the Gael 
didn't take local they didn't take local elections seriously so for many uh, well they, they were around for a couple of local elections but they actually didn't field candidates in many of them and this is um, a piece from dr mel, mel farrell on common gale attitude to local elections common gale adopted a decidedly casual approach to local elections in spite of repeated urgings from the rank and file, the party never officially contested local elections. Repeatedly, the National Executive, the Standing Committee and Walsh's Organising Committee concluded that Cumann Gael should not attempt to control local government and that politicians were not equipped to deliver effective local representation and management. Instead, Cumann Gael favoured reaching agreement in local politics with parties who were opposed to Sinn Féin or those working for the destruction of the government. In 1924, the party's governing executive vaguely stated that it would only support local election candidates who were for construction and who promised to cooperate with the existing government. For the national executive, party politics should be confined to the national parliament. In 1925, Walsh's committee reiterated the position there it was argued that Cumann Gael would not be damaged by withdrawing from local electoral tussles. Once again, it was suggested that the weight of the organisation could be thrown behind candidates broadly supportive of the Free State. It also argued that Cumann Gael did not need to field local election candidates, as the by-election results had shown that the government still had popular support, so the party did not need to again test its standing with the people. There were, of course, numerous instances of common Gaelers standing for election to local authorities. In some areas, common Gaels stood local election candidates where no other pro-treaty candidate was in the field, while members sometimes sought election under independent or business banners. Cosgrave himself has suggested that progressive prospective local candidates could be interviewed with a view to determining whether or not they would have the party's support. In 1925, a prominent businessman and Cumann Gael supporter stood for the election to Longford County Council. In a letter to voters in South Longford, PJ McCran stated that he was not going forward as a, the nominee of any political party, believing, as I do, that politics should have no connection with the functions of local administrative bodies. He further claimed to have sought election on the invitation of a number of influential ratepayers. McCran had addressed a Cumann Gael meeting in Lanesborough in July 1923 and was later a candidate in the June 1927 general election. In not contesting local councils, Cumann Gael passed a wonderful opportunity to build up local support and to give Cumann a purpose between general elections. This deprived it of local influence and the opportunity to stay in close contact with the concerns of ordinary voters. Political organisations thrive on elections and Cumann Gael's doctrinal opposition to national parties involving themselves in local politics helped give it a reputation for being aloof. By 1933, with the party having, party having lost two general elections in a row, it was finally decided to officially contest the local elections due in June of that year. Deep opposition within Cumann Gael to the politicisation of local politics was still evident, evident as the official line from speakers throughout the country insisted they were reluctantly entering the fray because of Fianna Fáil government's continued insistence on contesting local councils.
A statement released by headquarters in April 1933 read that Cumann Miguel felt compelled in this time of national crisis to accept the challenge thrown down by the Fianna Fáil party which has announced its intention of capturing public boards. As will emerge the party's new role in opposition forced it to rethink, it to rethink strategy. But even if you think of history and Fianna Fáil being founded, because Cumann and Gael weren't officially contesting local elections, it gave Fianna Fáil a huge head start in that they were able to contest, certainly in 1930, they were able to contest the local elections unhindered by Cumann and Gael in most places. So it was a, it was a mad, mad decision. And it probably, in a way, helped the growth of Fianna Fáil locally and that they were locally active. And, you know, that probably had a, an impact on the performance of Cumann Gael and later Fianna Gael. Now, it wasn't just uh, Cumann Gael. Like, really, I was looking at it and Fianna Gael also didn't contest local elections in some areas. Very often they wouldn't contest um, town councils, urban district councils. But even as late as 1950, they weren't contesting some areas. And for instance, in 1950 in Westmeath, to each elector, we the undersigned will contest the forthcoming county council elections as independent candidates supporting the inter-party government. We assure the electors that if entrusted with their support, we will, if elected, honestly endeavour to conduct the affairs of the county to the best of our ability and to secure the best possible service for the people. In a word, our aim will be to secure progress and efficiency and in particular much needed industries for the county. We confidently appeal for your support and ask you to vote one, two, three, four, five and six, etc. for us in the order of your choice. Note the names carefully now and find them on the ballot paper. Mullingar area, Joseph Bennett, Gerard Lestrange, James Levy, Richard Raynal, Joseph Gibson Brabazon, Hugh Tynan, Kilbegan area, Patrick Arthur, Joseph Cooney, Patrick J. Donnelly, Cool area, Christopher Black, Sir Hugh Nugent, Patrick Weir. Continue with your preferences for Labour, Conan and Public and all candidates who support the inter-party government. Now, if you look there, Jerry Lestrange had run in the general election in 1947. So, he, yeah, for Fine Gael. And a number of the other gentlemen had run in general elections as well for Fine Gael. And indeed, subsequently ran for Fine Gael in local elections. So, why would you... You know, why would you, even, even the party brand, and it goes further along in town councils and urban councils, in that even in the 60s, um, the party weren't, were fielding people as Chamber of Commerce, uh, ratepayers, candidates, or indeed independents. So it's just, it's a strange, um, I suppose the whole thing was, you're trying to take politics out of local government and that local government shouldn't be politicised. But even by standing as independents, you know, just just seemed seemed odd.
So in the 1930 local elections, Cumann Gael weren't standing everywhere. They, you know, they were only standing in the odd place. Some members were standing as independents and so on. But in Dunleary Borough, which was a borough in itself, and Dublin City Council, the Cumann Gael had a conference of representatives from Dunleary, Blackrock, Dalkey, Killiney and Ballybrack in the town hall in Dunleary. Mr. John P. Doog presided. The proceedings were private, but the Evening Herald representative was informed that the conference had decided to put forward a panel of six county candidates both for both the coastal borough and the county council under the name of the United Citizens Party. The candidates selected were Messrs. J.P. Doog, T. Delaney, C. Rochford, T. Murphy, G.T. Quigley and T. Maguire. So, Common Gael are fielding candidates, but they've actually decided to set up a locally in Dunleary. Um, they've decided to call themselves the United Citizens Party rather than come on the gale. There's a piece in the nation about it. The decision of the come on the gale to nominate candidates for the local elections in Dublin is a welcome change in policy. The party has consistently interfered in a surreptitious way in local affairs and it has had in addition the advantage of being able to secure the abolition of public boards that too vigorously disagreed with its policy. The new departure is at least a move in the direction of frankness. Come the Gale, however, is still a stepping stone party and cannot be expected to go the whole way at once. It is not surprising then to learn on the authority of the Irish Independent that the nominees of the organisation will be put forward under the name of the United Citizens Party. So to use a, a left-wing parlance, the United Citizens Party were um, a, 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 a coming the Gale front, I suppose. But it's just, uh, it's just mad, you know, that if you think of coming the Gale actually using a front rather than, rather than using their own name for local elections. And again, it's recognised in the piece that coming the Gale don't really fight local elections. And really, you know, when you think about it, I've kind of given it, but when you think about it, the how, how with our clientelist system, how the councillor, be it local, urban or whatever, relies or is a vital link between the TD and the, uh, the electorate. You know, the councillor gets stuff fixed at the TD. You know, you go, you might go to the councillor first, then you go to the TD or whatever, depending, uh, to get stuff sorted or, you know, it's a, it's a vital. Now, whether that's right or wrong is a different matter, but it's a vital part of our electoral system is clientelism. And you've given, you've, by not contesting at local level, you have given Fianna Fáil, this new organisation, a head start in establishing branches, establishing that link with the, the public at a local level puts you at a distinct disadvantage 
and also even though you know not contesting people get used to voting for people other than uh, common the gale um candidates it's just strange and you know as we know now too uh, being a councillor is often a stepping stone local government is also a stepping stone um, to being uh, a TD. It's just very strange. So the United Citizens Party is the name Common Gael people in Dunleary are standing under, rather than as Common Gael. So they were also running, aside from the candidates mentioned in Dunleary Borough for the Dunleary Borough, um, they were also in the Dunleary, Blackrock, Kalini and Dawkey area. The United Citizens Party were running C. Rochford, T. Delaney, E.J. Mallins, T.M. Good, J.P. Dugan, T. Murphy in that uh, for the seats on Dublin County Council. So in the County Council elections, uh, T. Delaney, T.M. Good, and J.P. Duke um, were all elected for the United Citizens Party in the Dunleary, uh, Blackrock, Kalini constituency. And in the Dunleary Borough um, election, Mr. Du- James Good, Mr. Duke, and Mr. Delaney, or Mr. Mallins, were elected. In the Coastal Borough, um, Dunleary Borough, the United Citizens Party polled 706 polled 746 votes in total and in the County Dublin, the County Council, Dunleary, Blackrock and Dawkey area, they polled 2,210 votes. So the total vote in city and county was 2,956 votes for the United Citizens Party. So that was the end of the United Citizens Party. It never stood or was, ne- was never used as a name in an election again. And it was just weird that Common the Gale would use a front organisation rather than use their own name in local elections. Thanks very much for listening. Thanks to everybody who subscribed to the podcast. Thanks especially to those who've subscribed to the Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash electionnet. And you'd leave a review or tell your friends, share the episode, social media and so on. And that would be fantastic. Thanks very much.